It's 9.30 straight down. It's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. I got my apron on. You are so ready. (laughs) I actually have, like, clothes and an apron on that my feet hit when I got up this morning. (laughs) You look a lot nicer than me. <laughs> oh, I, I was just thinking this morning when I got, uh, I, I told you I have an, a long, long, long day. So I am not dressed for radio, which I usually am. You could be in your jammies. You I am know dressed I'm... for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you had to make sure that you looked okay for everything you had yeah, to do yeah. today. Yeah, I'm overdressed with an excuse. I just had to make sure I wasn't naked. <laughs> that is the beauty of radio. <laughs> that is, at least, uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, late night radio, you don't even have to worry oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> now I now I now I now I have a image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey! Uh, before we talk about what we've been cooking, I have a tip from oh, yeah? a, a friend of Food Talk um, who has given us great tips in the past. The lovely Jan Mitchell. I love her. I do too, and uh, even more because she tells me that we were talking about corn on the cob mm-hmm. last time oh. we were together. <laughs> Yes. And um, she tells me that Roger, her Uh um, husband, Roger, puts uh, unchucked corn, just corn, you know, put it just the way it is. With the still on it. Yes, it's natural state in the microwave for a quickie. And when you pull it out, it peels and the silks come off really easily. Oh, I've heard that. It cleans really nicely. So I'm just saying, I'm passing that on because I'm definitely going to do that. Okay. Um, Otherwise, you're standing there picking... you know, little hairs off of yeah. it forever. and um, Or Dale is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the other we way. We send him outside with the dogs. <laughs> that's ju- that's equally yeah. as good yes, as the microwave. Yes. <laughs> I'm all for that. Oh. I hadn't thought about that. So I laughed when you said corn, and I'm so sorry, because normally it's not a funny word. But, <laughs> but I saw this thing on the internet that made me laugh so hard. So you know how, like, when you paint your walls, you have the paint roller? Yes. Somebody had taken the fuzzy thing out of it and put a, co- a, a cob of corn in there. And then they had butter in the tray. <laughs> and I don't know why I saw it, and it just made me laugh so hard. Anyway, that's why I laughed when you said corn. Nothing about you, Jan. <laughs> she is one of our seven listeners. <laughs> she is, and she's full of useful information, and she's an excellent cook. As opposed to what I'm full of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You have something. Tell me. Oh, well, um, um, corn is pretty simple. So here's the thing. Um, I like to cook, but I'm not a chef. I didn't go to culinary school or, you know what I mean? There's big holes in my, uh, cooking knowledge and what I can do. I don't even know why I'm on this show. So because this show is about home cooking yeah, and that's yeah. what you and I both do. We're not restaurant yeah. chefs. And, and I've been, um, you know, trying really hard to, to learn how to cook seafood just because I'm allergic to it, learn to cook fish because I'm from Minnesota and we have beef and that's pretty much it, you know, snowmen. And um, <laughs> I'm just, just trying to learn to cook things that I'm not that comfortable cooking. But um, uh, my husband's part of this radio controlled airplane flying group. They're really a good group of guys and every year they have a picnic. So so um, this one woman, I think her name is Eileen, she brought this... Um, seven layer dip which is a really safe thing to bring to a party you know deviled eggs are safe everybody's gonna eat that you know that that seven layer dip that's the mexican one with the beans and the cheese and the sour cream and you know and and salsa it's really good but hers was really good you know it's normally just a thing and 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 it's good but hers was really good and and um and so finally i said you know this is this is really good 
what you know and, and what what did you do i know <laughs> and especially like i realized it was the beans that were really good and this is such a simple thing and and i'm sure anybody with any experience or any knowledge knows but what she did is she just mixed a bunch of salsa in with the beans so they weren't so gloppy because if you have like the fat free beans they're just kind of such yeah. a paste a hard they're, paste you know they totally are yeah and then if you make them delicious then that is a lot like buttering your cheese you know you've yeah. got beans or rather lard plus beans <laughs> <laughs> and then these were just really, really good. And, and they, they you know, were on the tip really easily. And they just weren't a big pasty mess. They were delicious. And it was such a simple thing just to mix salsa in with your beans. And so I made hummus since then. And I was thinking about it. And hummus is great, but it's not perfect. And so instead of, I always add a little water just to make it creamier. But I added Kalamata olive juice. And that was oh, really good. Yeah. And so I think that... that um, I'm going to pay a lot more attention to texture, I think, is the lesson that I got from Eileen. I hope that was her name. Oh, my God. And <laughs> and um, um, just try to add flavor wherever I can, you know. There's so many opportunities. Yeah. The other thing is, um, for us home cooks, we we get into a rhythm. I could say rut, but I prefer <laughs> to say rhythm. And, um, and, and so we don't always... Think about this thing I've made a million times, but how could I make it better? Yeah. We sometimes are just getting it made. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it's kind of. I mean, it's I. I understand why it's so inspiring to find one simple thing that yeah. makes what you do be even better. Yeah. Yeah. A lot better. Yeah. I, I was surprised at how good it was. And that sounds, it's no reflection on her at all. Like, how did you make something so good? Not at all. It's just, it was a mystery to me how the beans were so good yeah. when they were cold, you know, because they're usually so solid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least mine are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. You could use them for, we could put the tiles on the shuttle with I'm them. thinking of a word and it starts with spack and it ends with <laughs> ol. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, it's summertime. Yeah. So we do get corn and melons, and now stone fruit is starting to be ripe. Yeah, I got some really good nectarines. I really like nectarines. Yeah, I do too. What are you doing with them? Eating Just, them. Yeah. That's it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you uh, make fabulous, and I have uh, benefited from fabulous jam, uh, berry jams. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can't get past just eating the berries. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even, this year I'm not doing anything with them other than throwing them in. Um, Your face? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or sometimes in the uh. freezer so that I can use them in smoothies because they're better frozen in smoothies yeah. than they are fresh, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's it. I yeah. haven't made a pie. I haven't yeah. made a jam. I haven't I'm going to make that. jam this year. But you know what? I got a new ice cream maker. And it was really oh. a luxury for me. So um, the ice cream maker I had before is I have a mixer that has like a bowl. Oh, right. You know, that you can, yeah. a, a substitute bowl, and it's a, a freezer bowl. So you put it in the freezer, and then it has a weird uh, paddle that goes around that yeah. is really flexible, and you make ice cream in that. But the thing is, you have to have it in your freezer. And it's big. It's a big, honking, thick bowl. Yeah. And it takes up so much room in the freezer. So then what I do is I need room in the freezer for something. So I take it out. I put it on top of the freezer, and then I get spiders. Well, then I never want to use it again. You know, then I want to take it out on the burn pile because it has spiders. I'm not going to make ice cream in it's it. It's a bad syndrome. I know, I know. And so um, 
if if it's not in the freezer for 48, 72 hours beforehand. It has to be. So you have to plan so far ahead, you know. Yeah. And so I just really don't use it. So this is an ice cream maker that has a condenser in it. It's got the freezer thing in it. So it's it's not huge. It's heavy, but oh. but it's about the size of a bread maker. And I've wanted it for years. And so, yeah, I finally got it. And so that's what I'm going to be doing with berries is I think the first thing I'll make, I mean, I just got it. The first thing I'll make is strawberry ice cream. I, I got the strawberries oh out my at 46 gosh. North Farm. Yeah. And the peaches are coming on. Yeah. Nectarine would be great yeah. in ice I cream. I love peach ice cream. Oh. I've never had nectarine ice cream. I have a, um, well, actually, I donated my ice cream maker to the food web, but I can go use it if I yeah. need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We use it there more often. But it has a, a bowl that sits in the freezer. But unlike... Well, they uh, have lots of room in their freezer. Well, yeah. And y- we don't, even at home, I don't have uh, eight freezers that are too full to put a bowl in, <laughs> Linda Maybe Perkins. a problem. <laughs> Circle the chairs. <laughs> Hi, Linda. <laughs> I am a food hoarder. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, um, I do love uh, fresh homemade ice cream, and yeah. I think you have to have it pretty fresh. It's not one of those things that stores well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to yeah. make it when you. And I, want I haven't it. figured out how to make sorbet. I've never made good sorbet. It's always like raspberry ice cubes. You know. What about and, gelato? Uh, yeah. Just I think I think the fat, you know, the yeah. dairy helps. Yeah, I think but, the, um, the, the dairy is I haven't, key. But maybe with this thing, I'll be able to make sorbet finally. That would be nice, too. Maybe you'll test it on us. <laughs> maybe we'll let the uh, listen, our, our 10 listeners know ahead of time, and we can have a little sorbet party in the parking lot here. Um, yeah. Yeah, in the parking lot, not at home. The dogs killed a skunk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did we mention that last time? Because this is an ongoing story. You, you were I don't saying, think it was two weeks ago. Okay. Then we didn't talk about it before. Linda's dogs killed us. They killed us. They have to. <laughs> gosh. I'm not. Uh, this is. I'm not casting aspersions on your pups, but I'm just saying it's highly unusual that a dog wouldn't be deterred by. A I know. I know. They're not. They're not like the brain trust of canines. <laughs> well, and it's funny that they did. They've never killed anything that was a mammal before. I mean, these are. These are little lap dogs. They're the kind of dog you got to cut the crust off their sandwiches, you know. (laughs) And I think that's why it smelled so bad. It wasn't an efficient thing they did to the skunk. It had a lot of time to spray. Uh, Enough of that. Yeah, way enough. Yeah, but it just makes dinner not super appetizing. (laughs) We plug our noses and eat at home. (laughs) Oh, Hey, speaking of plugging our noses, so you were saying... That the co-op has is it some new anchovies? Is it sardines? Oh, it is. Um, uh, there are anchovies, and um, they're called bocarones. There, okay. um, I didn't. I should be able to tell you whether it's Spain or Portugal that they're from, but that's where they're from. Okay. Um, and when I was in Spain and Portugal a couple of years ago with the fabulous Norma Hernandez, I, I recommend that you take her with you wherever you go. Yeah. All of you. Even Fred Meyer. Oh is, my she's God, fun yes. anywhere. <laughs> she is. And she will get you into uh, experiences and places that you would never think to go on your own. Anyway, uh, we ate so many bocarones, and they are um, marinated. Okay. And and when you buy anchovies here, you know the flat tin mm-hmm. or even curled up in a little jar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they you can see that they have tiny little hairs that are their bones, but they're so uh, they're like little fibers. They're not yeah. they're not really 
bones. Yeah. Uh, but these have been, they're, they're tiny, they're silvery like a fish is. They're mm-hmm. flat and filleted. And um, if you eat them with like, I like them best with just really good crusty bread. Okay. Um, so you can soak up the fabulous vinegar, very vinegary uh, marinade. They are so good. And we ate bocorones um, marinated like that. We ate them deep fried. We, <laughs> we ate them everywhere you could possibly. Wherever they were fixing them, we ordered them uh, when we were there. They're so good. And now they are available here. I've not seen them anywhere else. That's really exciting. It is very exciting. And the other thing that's very exciting is burrata. Oh, really? I'm going to pick some up that, uh, right after this show. Okay. Uh, so if you don't want uh, to miss out on burrata, because I'm going to buy a lot. <laughs> you probably, a lot of a lot of burrata, you say? Yes. <laughs> you need to step away from the radio and go directly over there. Uh, I I I realize that there is uh, something called burrata available at the supermarket. It is not um, anything like a burrata that I want to eat. I've really never been able to tell the difference between it and mozzarella. No, from it's the not stuff I can no, get here. No, the the massively name brand manufactured burrata is not. How how is this stuff a, a different? This is so um, close to fresh made, and it and it is coming to us, I think, from Italy. Okay, um, and and so as a as a result, it is not local food. But unless you make your own burrata or know someone who does, there's just no point in buying it because it's just not good enough. So this is like when you cut into the little ball of mm-hmm. cheese, the cream and the inside just runs really? out. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's um, unbelievably, fabulously delicious. Okay. And, and it turns a normal um, in just it, it turns a normal uh, caprese mm-hmm. platter into something. It elevates it into okay. something eth- ethereal. Just amazing. That's great that we can get that here. Yeah. And you can find it all over Portland, but we've just never had yeah. it here. And there are some restaurants in Portland that are actually making their own bur- oh, burrata. Wow. It's yeah. just mozzarella in it, two different forms. But um, so delicious. I'm got I gotta say, um, and I also gotta say <laughs> that uh, Food Talk is a co-production of North Coast Food Web and Coast Community Radio, to which you are listening right now. KMUN Astoria, KTCB Tillamook, and streaming at coastradio.org. So, so I want to talk a little bit more, even though we just did a break, about anchovies because yes. it's they aren't a thing that I'm totally comfortable with, and I think part of it is as a child, every Sunday we would have hot crust cross buns and sardines and they were just awful i mean they were just awful what a what an uh, interesting combination it's a big part of being catholic anyway <laughs> you have to have them both at the same meal in the in, you put the sardines in the bun oh yikes yeah, i know anyway so um <laughs> isn't that cruel and unusual did somebody call the authorities on your parents no <laughs> they should no. That's uh, just no, it was just how things were then. <laughs> okay. Well, there's probably other people out there who have suffered the same thing. <laughs> yes, yes. But um uh anchovies uh just because I don't want them to be like horrible cheap sardines. I just I'm always just a little afraid of them. So you like like how they have those little hairs. I never knew. Do you try to pull that little teeny no. tiny skeleton out of there no. you just eat it? 
And I, you know what I recommend to people who don't think they like anchovies hmm. is to use them uh, for the oil. So if in something you're making. So I use them always in making um, marinara or any kind of sauce that's going to go on pasta that needs something really savory okay. because they are savory and salty. So if you put them in a... Uh, pot with uh, just a skim of oil in the bottom, they will melt down into oil. Okay. And I will often add the oil from the tin, depending on how much stuff I'm going to So make. what you do is you take one of those anchovy fillets, those floppy things, take and you put it... Take three or four. It, okay, three or four, and you put it in oil first before you start, like, sautéing your onions? Yes, or, you just... Okay. Yeah, and you let it melt okay. until it disappears altogether, and you... Throw everything else in there. Okay. And is you there... won't taste the anchovies, but something about the sauce will be much more savory. Okay. And so then is there any problem like there is with adding garlic where it burns or something? Do well, you have to be careful when you add it? Yeah, I just stir it around. It doesn't take very long for the kind of anchovies that come in a tin to break down and just become nothing. Okay. <clears throat> so um, so you just kind of keep it stirring around just like you would the onions okay. and the garlic. Okay. You know. And then is there um, like the, the really good ones, the, um, help, what are they called the again? The bocarones, you don't want to put in a sauce because they're marinated. Okay. okay. So they're ultra vinegary. Okay. These. Um, if you were somewhere where we had, and maybe we do, I've never seen them here, but maybe we do have access to fresh anchovies. I know they're caught. Yeah. Around here somewhere. They bring the whales I, up the river. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you had fresh anchovies, you could, um, you know, pan fry them and eat okay. them. Okay. But, or, or even deep fry them, I guess, okay. and eat them. And I think um, I have had anchovies in Brazil that were big. I mean, they were... Yeah, I suppose they get big. Yeah, they do if you quit catching them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they do. And maybe there are many kinds of... Um, Anchovies. Okay, that makes but, sense. But they can yeah. get big enough that you pan fry them and you actually have some fish on your plate. Like an entree. Yeah, yeah and okay. they're really good. Um, See, whenever I use um, anchovy, I just use the paste because that's oh. easy. It's in a tube. You squirt it out. But I, I want to be able to, to use the, the ones that come in a tin or a jar. Yeah. Are they different, the ones that come in a tin yeah, or a jar? Yeah, I think totally different. I never buy the paste. And if you're making, uh, okay. if you're making um, Caesar dressing, yeah, uh, don't use the paste. Okay. Use it, use it, and and I don't know. Uh, everybody has a different Caesar dressing recipe, but if you're not putting anchovies in there, you're not making Caesar dressing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you're okay, making so some the, kind of creamy dressing. If you don't use the paste, what do you do? Do you put it in a blender? Or do yeah. you put the fish in there? Okay. Yeah, okay. I put it in a blender with uh, the uh, uh, garlic okay. and the lemon juice, okay. everything but the olive oil and the okay. and the parmesan, and um, and whir it up into a paste. And then, I mean, it's it's a little thinner than a paste because you got lemon yeah. juice and stuff in there. Yeah. And then, um, and then add the drizzle the oil in. But the anchovies make uh, my recipe calls for eight anchovies. Okay. Uh, they're they're not a whole fish when you pull them out of the tin. They're little flats and yeah. they're like, like a fillet, a side, I yeah. guess, <laughs> a fletch. And uh, <laughs> so there's eight of those and like five cloves of garlic and a half a cup of parm, I want to say, fresh grated parm, and um, a couple of tablespoons of lemon juice, okay. and then about three quarters of a cup of uh, um, olive oil, really good olive oil. Okay. Do you know, um, I, I, I've read, and um, it seems like, like Dale really likes sardines, that they get better 
as they age, and that supposedly three or four years in a tin, they're way better than they are. Oh, I don't know that. Okay, I was wondering. I've if never anchov- let them sit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if anchovies are the same way. I don't yeah. know, but once they're tinned, I mean, no, there's, there's, I, there's. It seems like they would be good for approximately ever. Right? Yeah, it's just if they got better. I didn't. Yeah, know if they I got don't better, know. Like, I like don't sardines. know. And how could they change once you tin them? I don't know, but um, so there's a. A, a group that talks about sardines on a website called eGullet, and and the people on there are pretty knowledgeable. Uh-huh. And um, uh, that's where I met Nathan Mirvold, and he wrote um, uh, Modernist Cuisine, that giant fifty-pound book, yeah, with a pound and a half of ink, <laughs> real real number. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, they talk about sardines, and that's where I learned that they they actually think four years in a tin is is how long you need to okay. age them. I'm going to try that. Okay. It sounded Definitely. scary to me because sardines are a little scary, but but for the good ones, um, that's that's what they do. They, they I love they them. And I put, put them, them in, on... They sell uh, them. I, I will put them on a, a platter, like a charcuterie kind yeah. of thing, uh, sardines, and people scarf Snarf them right them up. up. They're really yeah. good. Yeah. They're really good. And, and I got to say again... Um, that the ones that I like best, and it may just be that we are not so such sardine lovers that we can that we have justified a local tinned sardine because I think that might be another yeah. thing that can be caught here. Yeah, but I haven't seen local sardines. Maybe I need to just look no. look harder, and maybe somebody will accost one of us in the uh, grocery store and tell us that we're we're wrong. Well, <laughs> tell us where to get local uh, yeah. tinned sardines. But I love the ones from Portugal and Spain. Yeah. They're uh, you know they know about they eat sardines and they um, have access to excellent product and they uh, ship it to us. <laughs> Yay! And we gratefully receive it. Thank you. Thank you so, <laughs> so easy. Much. <laughs> I didn't have to go catch them. Oh my gosh! Hey, I, uh, you and I are working toward a little special catering thing coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, to that end, you have been bringing me salad samples, oh. <laughs> little containers of sample salads as we decide what we're going to do. And I, I love this. We should be working. We should be doing this more often so that I get free lunch like I have been getting. <laughs> but you brought me the most delicious um, orzo salad. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's um, just, you know, orzo pasta uh-huh. and then olive oil and salt and pepper and lemon. And Andy Catalano, if he taught us anything, it's that olive oil, lemon, salt and pepper make everything delicious. And then um, roasted shrimp, just roasted in the oven. And the weird thing about that salad is there's just s- such a large quantity of herbs, scallions and, and parsley so and that's dill. the yeah. secret. Yeah. Seriously, that good olive oil. And, and feta. And uh, the, the, all of the fresh herbs. Uh, you brought me a pint container of that, which for a normal person would be like three sides, <laughs> yeah. maybe four. I think so, yeah. Well, I ate the well, whole no, thing at 20, one setting. No, it was 24 <laughs> ounces. Oop, I made it sound larger than it was. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't yeah. know what it was, but it was way more than I should have eaten in one sitting. Aww. But I couldn't stop because the herbs, everything about it, the that was one of those things where the flavor and the texture together were just perfect. That okay. was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a catering thing and it's large enough we're just trying to figure out what 
things to make. But I realized, you know, I eat a lot of Marianne's food, but she doesn't eat a lot of mine because I've never really had her over. So <laughs> that's not really fair. So You're I started busy bringing her stuff. Cooking dinner for the whole well, town. My house all smells the time. like skunk. Oh, oh. <laughs> dinner is a whole new thing then. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Are you eating outside a lot? Because it's oh, yes. nice now. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, so what are you grilled lately? Um, I have actually been grilling a lot. I grill a lot of chicken thighs. I just put some teriyaki sauce on them and grill them. I, I put, um, once I get the sauce marinating on them, then I'll put some scallions and garlic and ginger just so it has a little texture but I love grilling them really hot so that it gets like little burnt edges I like grilling that way so things get little black edges I think it's really delicious and then um bratwurst you know that I grill a lot of bratwurst that just says summer to me and then also oh I grilled something else recently come on brain you can do it <laughs> oh um uh, I tried grilling broccoli, but it wasn't super successful. It turns out I like that better in the oven. Uh, you know the the kind that you get at farms here that's almost broccolini. It's not. Yes. It it it's, doesn't yes. have that much head on it. I really like it at about. I actually this sounds geeky, but I put my oven between four twenty five and four hundred, like four thirteen, even though that sounds really geeky. But at four twenty five, it burns too fast, and at four hundred, it just doesn't get crisp enough. And the leaves, and then the little ends of it, get really crispy. I love I the really, crispy really leaves. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that with uh, Brussels sprout leaves also. Yes. So you good. taught me that. They turn almost into chips, don't yes, they? Yes. Yeah, like the kale chips. Yeah, You're the one that so taught good. me that. Yeah, so good. So, um, but then. Um, I also uh, uh, just grilled some steaks, but but I just, I really, really like to grill. It's just, for me, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, and I grilled a lot of carrots lately, too. I always grill a lot of carrots, so that's just something that I do. Well, I really like them Well, it's summer, grilled. so easy to grill, and yeah. also the best carrots, you know, yeah, from right spring now. through summer. Yeah. They're just so sweet. Yeah. And doing anything to them really brings the sugar out. Yeah. They're almost like dessert <laughs> seriously carrot cake i guess huh <laughs> i have a little don't do this tip <laughs> yay like all of mine are and i've said that before that's what this show is it's like what not to do <laughs> this whole, this entire show is a warning a disclaimer <laughs> a warning it's a warning this is a warning <laughs> um I think I have said many times before that one of my favorite things to do is uh, Ina Garten's forty uh, chicken forty yeah, cloves of garlic. Yeah, cloves of garlic. Yeah, because um, it's flat out delicious. Yeah, you, it uses whatever pieces of chicken you you, you want to use, mm -hmm. and um, and it only takes forty minutes, so it's not the same as roasting a chicken. So it's kind of cool and to do any time of year. Uh, but uh, one of the key ingredients besides the cognac. And the heavy cream is uh, wh uh, some white wine. Okay. And I made this the other night for uh, my husband because it's one of his favorites. And I didn't have any white wine. Okay. And so I had a bottle of red wine that had been opened the night before and I wanted to use it up because, you know, it mm -hmm. won't keep. So I used red wine and it tasted completely lovely, but it looks like <gasps> oh, I bet mud. Oh or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cream uh, and red wine. Oh yeah, um, gray. Yes. Ugh. So this I, I did that with beets and cream once. Oh God, <laughs> it's just not yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so don't do that. 
And then, uh, and then, of course, the next day, as I was rearranging things in the fridge to be able to find room for leftovers, I find like a half a bottle of white wine in the back, right, no, in the back corner. That's always the worst, isn't it? Yeah, uh. but I, I couldn't even use the leftover sauce from this, which I would use for something. But it was just so horrifyingly ugly, unappealing. Yeah, yeah, you know, it really is uh, the case that you eat with your eyes. Yep. So. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, do don't that. succumb to that. Do you never <laughs> just don't uh with with the exception of salad dressing just don't substitute red for white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but salad dressing it works. Yeah, salad dressing it works. Yeah. And if and and I should have just left that bottle of red wine on the counter and used it for salad dressing. It would have been yeah. great. Yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the other thing. And, you know, I shouldn't even admit this because um, I'm there. But at the Food Web, we always teach people in class, read the whole recipe before you start. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I had done that, I oh, would yeah, know I didn't have... Oh, yeah, and gather your ingredients. Yes, yeah, yeah. always. And uh, did I do it? No. So I'm yeah. saying, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, don't do as I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yipes. Anyway, how many times have we all stopped what we're doing and run to the store for one lemon or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. And generally, because I live far enough out there, I'll try to substitute something and sometimes to horrible results. <laughs> <laughs> Way to run it or ruin a bunch of perfectly good ingredients. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yes. Uh, save, your, save yourselves. Read that recipe. It is seconds before 10 o'clock. Linda Perkins... Mary and my yard. How does this time go flying? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. So nice to see, see you. See you in a couple weeks. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> when I'll smell better. <laughs> We're also looking forward to that, I'm sure. Um, it is uh, just seconds before 10 o'clock, so it is my privilege and pleasure to remind you that you're listening to Coast Community Radio KMUN Astoria 91.9 FM KTCB Tillamook 89.5 FM streaming at coastradio.org and on your mobile using the TuneIn app